Hey there, I'm Peter Alsop, here with this week's Songs to Chew episode. In 2004, I released Ebenezer's Makeover, kind of a Classics for Grown-Ups album, mixing powerful songs from the feminist men's and women's movements with elements of Firesign Theater zaniness and CBS Radio Mystery Theater drama. It's a delightful hour of Dickens' Christmas Carol story, blended with classic feminist songs by Holly Near, Jeff Morgan, Charlie Murphy, myself, Fred Small, Joe Jenks, Amy Fix, and Romanovsky and Phillips, to name a few. It uses music and humor to create discussions about gender issues, homophobia, men's relationship to war, work, our fathers, the women in our lives, and each other. People love listening to stories, and I love stories and songs because they're a great way to entertain and raise awareness about social issues for people while they're not looking. (laughs) Sort of subversive education. Today we'll highlight one of the songs from that album, Foolish Notion, written and performed by Holly Near, one of the main voices of the feminist women's movement. Over the many years that we've known each other, I constantly learn from Holly. I love her and admire her skills as a consummate singer, songwriter, activist, and actress. Her work in all of these fields is exemplary. So, from Ebenezer's Makeover, let's listen to Holly's song, Foolish Notion. Why do we kill people who are killing people to show that killing people is wrong? What a foolish notion that war is called devotion when the greatest warriors are the ones that stand for peace. Why do we kill people who are killing people to show that killing people is wrong? What a foolish notion that war is called devotion when the greatest warriors are the ones that stand for peace. His name is feeling justified But when will he be tried For never asking why Do we kill people who are Killing people to show That killing people is wrong What a foolish notion War is called devotion when the greatest warriors are the ones that stand for peace. Children are so tender, they will cross the earth if they think they're saving a friend. They get drawn in by patriotic lies right before our eyes. They leave our home. 
once they're all alone They're asking the age-old question Why? What a foolish notion That war is called devotion When the greatest warriors are the ones that stand for peace. Holly wrote this song in 1980, and as you see, it's still completely relevant. And here we are now, 40 years later, still asking those same age-old questions. Why? I met Dr. Judith Hand at a population think tank where I worked with people from all over the country for about 12 years. She wrote a wonderful book, Women, Power, and the Biology of Peace, that's an exploration from her perspective as an evolutionary biologist of the gender differences between men and women when it comes to the matter of using violence, most especially the violence of war. She points out that historically, when there's a patriarchy, men do not share their power with women. But throughout recorded history, when women have lived in a matriarchy, when they've had leadership and authority in their society, They have always shared their power with the men in their community. Judith once said to me, I wish they hadn't used the word peace in the title of my book. Why so, I asked her. She thought for a second, then smiled and replied, Because us humans won't ever have peace. We struggle all the time. We're an odd lot of selfish, scared, lonely, dishonest, sometimes angry and powerfully opinionated creatures, and we will always keep struggling with each other. But I do believe, she said, that we can stop having wars even as we continue to struggle. That's what I want to see, and that comes about only when enough people believe that we can eliminate war as a human option. Of course, that's my loose remembrance of the gist of what she said. But it seems to me that in this world of ours, it's mostly men who have set up and continue to support the war-type behaviors that we see exhibited around this planet. Part of the reason for this is that we know men's brains seem to prefer binary thinking. Over the thousands and thousands of years that we've lived here, Us men have been tasked with protecting our tribe, our family. We had ancestors who survived. They were the ones who were best at looking off into the distance, and when they saw something coming, they would immediately ask themselves, friend or foe, fight or flight. And their ability to make these kinds of binary decisions quickly was often the difference between the survival or extinction of their clan. We are here now because our male ancestors were those men who had more of those kinds of skills and we're therefore more likely to survive in the past, more likely to live longer and procreate and have more children, us and our grandparents. And because of this, their genes were passed down to us, their sons and daughters. And this is not to blame men for war, but for us to reconsider that seeing the world in simple binary terms now may not serve us as well as it used to. In our current times, right now, we find ourselves locked into patterns of thinking that no longer help us survive, as our population is rapidly outgrowing many of our resources. Waging war has always been an extreme choice, but we now have collected so many other ways to settle disputes, ways that would not be so devastating for us and all the other species on our planet. We desperately need to change our inborn proclivity to grab at one of those only two options, win or lose. We now have an opportunity to reprogram ourselves with some of the many other options that we have currently in our human toolboxes for dealing with disagreements. So rather than sit and ask why, why war, and then have to listen to arguments that say, well, we've always had war, 
we can ask ourselves instead, why not? Why not eliminate war as an option on our planet? I remember being spanked by my dad when we had a disagreement, and yet I've never hit any of my children. Things can change. And when we eliminate the option of using violence, then we're forced to come up with other ways to resolve conflict. And that is when we will find better ways. And it also stops modeling for the younger generations that we think using violence to solve a problem is a workable option. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Peter Alsop, and I'll be back next week with another song to chew. Hope to see you here too. Bye for now.